Welcome to Hope Community Podcast. It's great to have you join us today listening online. We pray you'll be impacted by our message this week. Enjoy. Well, we're going to get into the Word this morning. We are in week one today. We are kicking off a new series that is called Holy Healthy. Holy Healthy. Say that five times fast. (laughs) Holy Healthy. That's a mouthful. And over the next few weeks, we are going to be talking about God's desire for us to be healthy in body, mind and spirit. Isn't that great? Body, mind and spirit. Okay, so some of you have heard that. I've given you two weeks notice to get back to the gym. The body message is in three weeks time. Okay, no condemnation, grace only. But when we come to this topic, I know that there is every person in this room, we have made unhealthy choices, right? Whether it's for our our mind whether it's for our body or whether it's for our spirit. Maybe you've made unhealthy choices today. Who had Macca's uh, Macca's brekkie on the way? No, no, don't put your hand up. That's all right. It's going to be a great series. I believe God's going to do great things. Our key verse for this series is 1 Thessalonians 5.23, where Paul says this, May God Himself, the God of peace, Sanctify you through and through. May your whole spirit, soul and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. And here's, what, here's, here's how it says in the message version. I love this. May God Himself, the God who makes everything holy and whole, holy and whole, make you holy and whole, put you together, spirit, soul and body and keep you fit for the coming of our Master, Jesus Christ. The one who called you is completely dependable. If He said it, He'll do it. Isn't that good? There is a promise there that while there's some responsibility on our part, that God is faithful to what He calls us to. If He's calling you to the six pack, God is... No, 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 that's not in the Bible. All right, all right, all right. I'm going off track there. This week, I am going to share with you about how we can have a healthy spirit. Next week, we're going to be looking at a healthy mind. And in week three, which is Father's Day, we're going to be looking at how to have a healthy body. All right? And we're going to get some men up here. We're going to have a workout on stage. It's going to be great. But here's a disclaimer. If you are into your theology, then um, I recommend that you have a look into this topic and you'll find all these big, long words like dichotomy and trichotomy and um, conditional unity that talk about how we are made up and how God works in those spaces. But here's a disclaimer. This series is not going in that space, all right? We are focusing on what God wants for us and how He equips us for what He calls us into. So you all right? We just had a bit of a head clash down on the front stage here. He was still worshipping and just was too enthusiastic. 
That happens sometimes. I want to uh, open with a story that we actually read in our Reform devotionals this week. It's an old story that talks about a grandfather and he was explaining to his grandson that there are two wolves within all of us. One of them is a good wolf, which represents kindness, courage, love and all the things that we hope we would be and do. And the bad wolf represents all our negative desires like fear, rage, anger, bitterness. And the grandson thinks about this for a moment and he looks up and he says to his pop, he says, which one, pop, which one wins? And the old man quietly replies, the one you feed. And as we kick off today, I wanna, I wanna just pop this thought out there for you to hold on to. Whatever we feed grows and whatever we starve dies. Whatever we feed grows, whatever we star dies. How many people know that God has called us to a life of complete surrender, but there are all sorts of things that continue to fight for us. All sorts of worldly things, evil things, things that actually want to pull us away from what God actually has for us. Um, It can be money. It can be Um, even just our attention, that we would divert our attention and focus on other things. There are so many things that are at war to pull us away from the things that God has for us. Whatever we feed grows, whatever we starve dies. This morning, I'm gonna give you um, three points, a good Baptist message here. And we're going to have a look at what God has to say about having a healthy spirit this morning. And so first, I just want to start off by talking about our spirit. And I want you to to just reach out and poke the person next to you. We all have physical bodies. Right? Okay. Now I want you to turn to the person next to you and give them a compliment. Wow. All right, settle down, settle down. I don't want anyone getting a big head here. All right, that's good. Now you've just connected with their mind, with their emotions, right? With that part of them. As followers of Jesus, we believe that we have a spirit and the spirit is the part of us that actually connects with our Father. And it comes to life when we know Him. Now, the important thing to see that we, as we talk in this space, is that in the past there's been all sorts of theories on how these things are connected or disconnected. And some people thought, hey, you can do whatever you want to the body because you don't even have to worry about it because it's your spirit that's going to heaven. But I want you to hear this. The Bible shows us that these are all intricately connected. That the health of one will affect the health of the other. 
that God sees us as holistic, that He wants to make us holy and whole, healthy in every area of our lives. All right? So you might have the muscles and the six pack and that's great, bless you. One day I pray that I will get there, okay? But it's not looking good. But you may be very unhealthy spiritually, right? Now, spiritual health is important, right? Eternity hangs in the balance of this. Now, when our spiritual health improves, it's very easy for that to have an impact on our mental health as well and on our physical health. So I don't want you to see these as separate things as such. But that's why we're kicking off in this space today. We're starting with the spirit because it has so much potential to affect other areas of our life. And let me show you some things from Scripture. Romans 8 says, Christ lives within you. So even though your body will die because of sin, the spirit gives you life because you have been made right with God. So when we come to put our faith in Jesus Christ as Lord and Saviour, then our spirit actually comes alive and we get to know eternity in the Father's presence. All right? He makes us whole, clean, pure, worthy to stand in His presence. All right? Now, if you are a follower of Jesus, then God will communicate with you through His Spirit and His voice is what we follow as followers of Jesus, both through the written Word of God and through the spoken voice of the Holy Spirit. This is where our spirit really comes alive. And so language is really important. I wanna be as clear as possible. As I talk this morning about feeding our spirit, we are talking about what we need to actually do to encourage spiritual health and growth in our lives, all right? So we're gonna get really practical. But as we talk about that, you have to understand that the flip side of that is true also. There are things that we can do very easily that are not going to encourage physical, uh, spiritual health and wholeness. Amen? All right, we're all aware of that. That's good. Galatians 5 puts it this way. So I say, walk by the Spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the flesh desires what's contrary to the Spirit and the Spirit what is contrary to the flesh. They are in conflict with each other so that you are not to do whatever you want. We are spirit-led people. Amen? Amen. We have a new identity in Christ and we are now led by the Holy Spirit. That's a wonderful thing. Whatever we feed grows, whatever we starve dies. So three ways. Let me jump to our first point. Some of these points are gonna sound pretty predictable, but here's the truth. I know that we all know that Krispy Kreme donuts may not be the best for us, but we still eat them, right? Yeah, I do. I love them, man. Glazed all the way. There is no debate. If you are a chocolate or jam-filled person, don't even talk to me. Glazed is where it's at. Amen. Okay. 
But yeah, thank you, thank you. Russell's my favourite guy in the room right now. All right, point number one, if you are taking notes and a holy person this morning, a healthy spirit connects with God in prayer. Prayer to the spirit is like exercise to the body. In Philippians 4, it says, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank Him for all He has done. Don't worry about anything, but pray about everything. Prayer helps us fight the flesh and follow the Spirit. Prayer is a spiritual weapon. This is how Priscilla Shira says it. She's a famous Christian um, author and speaker. She says, Prayer is the portal that brings the power of heaven down to earth. It is kryptonite to the enemy and to all his ploys against you. Isn't that good? We pray, Lord, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That's what we're doing when we call that down. This is what Jesus said to his disciples when he was in the garden, right before his crucifixion. He said, watch and pray so that you will not fall into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. So we've got to be very careful, very intentional about what we are feeding, right? I've got a picture here of Billy Graham. Billy Graham was obviously an amazing man, um, incredible evangelist. There are some stats on Billy Graham and it's estimated that over 2.2 billion people heard Billy Graham preach. Isn't that amazing? 2.2 billion. I know there's a lot of people join us online today, probably numbers up around that, but who knows? It might be a slow day. And there's some records, some stats that actually say that 2.2 million people responded to the invitation to Christ that Billy Graham gave. 2.2 million people. Isn't that amazing? That's an incredible number. Now, I remember an interview I heard once with Billy Graham. It was later in his life and the interviewer asked him what he would do differently if he had to do it all again. And this stuck with me. He said this. He said, if I had to do it over again, I'd spend more time in meditation and prayer and just tell the Lord how much I love Him. Isn't that fascinating? How easy would it have been for him to say, I needed to do more. Like I needed to go more places, preach to more people so that more people would come to know the Lord. And yet this is what he says, meditation and prayer, just telling the Lord how much I love him. Now, I just have to look at Jesus, right, and see how much time he spent praying, how much time he spent retreating from the crowds. And then I realise that I need to pray a whole lot, right? That's for you and for me. And if you don't like praying or you just don't pray, if, it's, if you think it's not your thing, here's my encouragement for you. Find any way that works for you. Find what works for you. I knew a guy... Uh, he used to get to work 10 minutes early and he would sit in his car in the car park 
so that he would spend some time praying every day. That's what he did so that he prayed. I was in a season once with some friends and uh, we were talking together and we realised that there were some really important things going on in our lives that we were not praying about. And so we decided there on the spot, we said, all right, we, we need to pray about these things. What are we going to do? And we came up with this idea. We said, all right, we want to pray three times a day like Daniel, not like me, but like Daniel in the Bible, just in case you're wondering. And it's going to be 7am, 12 noon and 7pm at night. We, we, we called it 7127, 7 in the morning. Yeah, it was a good title. And we set our alarms and we decided whatever we were going to do, when that alarm went off at that time, you stop what you're doing and you pray for those key things in your life and we pray for those things in the other people's lives as well. And we did this for a whole season and it was unbelievable. My point is, find something that works for you. Give it a go, stick with it. And if you need a starting point, if you're thinking, I don't even know where to start when it comes to prayer, do what Jesus told his disciples to do and use the Lord's Prayer as a template to pray. I spent a whole year, a couple of years ago, praying the Lord's Prayer every time I prayed. And I would just start wherever I was, our Father in heaven. Hallowed be your name. And then I'd reflect on that. Lord, here I am and you are all powerful. You are set apart. There is nothing beyond you. Your kingdom come, your will be done. Right now I'm consumed by the things of my life and yet I need to get my heart into the space where I actually pray this and believe this. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Father, there is hope in this that it actually can be on earth like it is in heaven. When I look around and I see so much mess, Lord, we desperately need you. You can pray right through the Lord's Prayer and apply it to your own situations and your own life. The point is this, find your way and get praying. Point number two, a healthy spirit feeds on the Word of God. How many people here love the Word of God? Amen. Second Timothy 3 says, All Scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true and make us realise what is wrong in our lives. We all need truth. Now more than ever, we all need a compass that points true. It corrects us when we're wrong, teaches us what to do, it teaches us to do what is right. God uses it to prepare and equip His people to do every good work. If prayer is like exercise, then reading the Word of God is like our spiritual food. We consume it, it feeds us, it nourishes us spiritually. And if I think about it this way, if you are not reading the Word of God, what are you feeding your spirit with? Is it starving? If we could see it, would we be like, oh my goodness. Are you feeding your spirit with Instagram, Netflix? Don't raise your hand on this. But if we're not feeding on the Word of Lord, 
What are we feeding our spirits on? That is what we need to be feeding on. James says this. I love how blunt James is. Don't just listen to God's Word. You must do what it says. Otherwise, you're only fooling yourselves. For if you listen to the Word and don't obey it, it's like glancing at your face in a mirror. You see yourself walk away and forget what you look like. But if you look carefully into the perfect law that sets you free, and if you do what it says and don't forget what you heard, then God will bless you for doing it. The Word of God is how we get to know God. Now, there are so many people who study the Word of God without getting to know the God of the Word. The the Word is meant to lead us into a place where we know Him, intimately know Him, not just know about Him, but know Him. That's why we need to read the Word of God. Now, I have a fear, this is a serious fear, that we are going to be known in heaven as a generation of excuses. That when we arrive at heaven and people are aware of how little time we spent in the Word, they'll be saying to us, you had more access to the Word of God than any person at any point in time in history. You could literally carry it in your pocket wherever you went. You could read it on the toilet. You could look at it all day long on Instagram. You could listen to it and yet your generation didn't consume it. A generation of excuses. When I first uh, started following the Lord, I remember um, God did an amazing thing in my life when it came to reading the Word. I struggled to read the Bible my whole life. And in, in an instant, the Lord changed me, transformed me and actually helped me grow a hunger for His Word that was unbelievable. And I started reading my Bible for the first time in my life every single day. I was feeding on it. I was loving it. I was on fire for the Lord. And I went, went to see one of my mentors who is this elderly lady. She's been a missionary around the world. And I was so pumped up this day and I went to see her and I said to her, I said, Annette, guess what? I have started reading the Bible every day. And she just looked at me and scowled. And she said, well, so you should. Like you wouldn't go a day without food, would you? Of course you need to eat the Word of the Lord every day, Daniel. And I was just like, oh, thanks for the encouragement. Way to build a brother up, right? We need to be consuming the Word of God. And I... I struggle to put words around this. I I don't want this to sound superstitious in any way this morning, but there are times where I come to the Word of God and there may be all sorts of things going on in life and maybe my head's just not even in it. And as, as I'm disciplined and as I come into that space, it's like God just comes and changes stuff and I become to feel better simply by reading the Word of God. Do you know what I mean? Like, does, is anyone... Now, I'm not trying to worship the Word of God. 
it's God who comes in that place and it's a blessing and it's a faithfulness that He comes and meets us as you take that step to connect with Him. And so I, I, can, I wanna encourage you, if there's times where you're feeling like I have no appetite at all for the Word of God, push in, press in, just be faithful in that space and see what God can do. My encouragement to you is, is if, you, if, you're, if you're not a Bible reader, um, just like prayer, then I encourage you, find a way that works. Just find a way to get Scripture into your life. You can listen to it in the car. I know people that do that and love that. Uh, you can get a thousand different reading plans on different apps that will help you. I know some people who listen to the Scriptures all night long that it's playing while they're sleeping. Isn't that cool? Think about our spirit. You know our spirit never sleeps? That's like, man, game on. You can feed your spirit all night long. That's why we need to pray for our kids at night. While they're asleep, go and pray over them, bless them. God's moving there. My number one encouragement, keep it simple, keep it consistent. An appetite is developed over time and a spiritual snack is better than being spiritually starved. Find a way and make it work. Point number three, a healthy spirit grows in community. It's good to be here today. Are you sitting next to someone wonderful today? Amen. I set you up for that one, didn't I? There's some forgiveness going on right now. (laughs) Hebrews 10 says, Let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. Let us not neglect our meeting together as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now the day of His return is drawing near. A spiritually healthy person needs people, needs people that are gonna pray for them, support them, encourage them, point out even maybe when they're not heading in the right direction. If you are alone and isolated, then you are an easy target for the enemy. You are also an easy target for your wrong desires to overwhelm you. We need good, godly people around us. I'm so grateful for the people that I've had. I've had a couple of key people in my life for many, many years now. And they are people who know every detail, my deepest, darkest secrets, they're in that space. They are allowed to give me any feedback they want. If they get a hint of something prideful in my life, they have permission to speak into that. If they have a hint that maybe my heart's just a little bitter in a certain area, they have permission to speak into that. We need people who are looking out for us. When I am down and discouraged, there are people I go to and they go, Dan, it's gonna be okay. Let's just speak God's life over these situations together and I'm gonna help you stand back up. We need to be in community. 1 Corinthians 15 says, bad company corrupts good character. When I was 22 years old, the Lord came into my life in a really powerful way. And I had to make some very firm decisions to make changes in my life. And some of those were to do with my friends. And I remember at that time hearing someone say this, they said, show me your friends and I'll show you your future. 
And that hit me hard. And I looked at what I was doing, how I was living in life. And I realised I've got to make some changes here. This is not what the Lord wants for me. Now, if you don't have the right people in your life yet, then you need to get into the places where you're going to find those people, right? That's part of why we believe in coming together for what we call church on a Sunday. This is a place where God can do great things. As some people here, you might need some new friends, right? Now, this sounds like pretty full on, I know. I'm not, like, I'm not saying, you know, you've got to, I don't know, do something horrible. But maybe it's time that you recognise them for who they are and move away into a different space, right? Looking after yourself. This is what we're talking about. You can spend all your time reading the Word. You can spend all your time praying. But I can promise you, you will still struggle at times if there are not people who are there for you. Godly, spiritual people who are going to speak into your life. I have an encouragement for parents also. As a youth pastor, previous youth pastor, I used to remember um, parents talking to me about, man, when they become teenagers, you know, you become the taxi driver, right? And I was like, okay, I've got that to look forward to one day. And uh, I've got two teenagers right now. I know exactly what that's like. But here's my encouragement to you, parents. I remember, I remember hearing kids saying, oh, you know, we want to go to Hillsong at Mount Gravatt on Sunday night. And we want to do this and we want to do that. And the parents were like, oh my goodness, that's a long way away. Parents, get your kids in those places. Get your kids in places where they're going to be surrounded by great people, where they're going to be pointed to Jesus. You're going to have an impact in your life, but your other, your other job is to get them in the right places with the right people. Sometimes that's going to mean Sunday nights driving to Mount Gravatt and then sitting in Macca's waiting while they have an amazing time or something, right? Yeah? When you'd rather be on the couch. I hear you. I hear you. I hear you. Okay. I'm going to get the team up and we're going to land this plane here. Here is the heart of this. If you hear anything today, hear this. God has made it possible and God desires for you to be healthy in spirit. The choices you make are so important. And so I want to get really practical today. Whatever you feed grows, whatever we starve, starve dies. So right now, just where you're sitting, I want you to think about this in your head. What is one thing in your life that you need to stop feeding? No more. It ends today. It's not good for my spirit. It has to go. What's one thing? All right. Now, out of the three things that I've shared today, connecting with God in prayer, feeding on the Word of God, growing in community, I want you to choose the one thing that you need to feed on the most out of those three. All right.
And in a moment, I'm gonna get you to raise your hands. All right, we're gonna have a look around the room. We're gonna see who's doing what. Out of those three, I want you to choose the thing that you're saying, that's where I need to do the most work. That's where I need to feed. Okay, raise your hand if it's connecting with God in prayer. Great. All right, raise your hand if it's feeding on the Word of God. Good. That's a lot of people. Raise your hand if it's growing in community. If you need to get some good people around you. Who put their hand up three times? Someone... All right. Well, we're going to pray. And we're going to pray that God sees our hearts today. And that this doesn't become about some religious thing, another thing that we need to do, another thing that we can beat ourselves up about, but an opportunity for God to meet us. Why don't you jump on your feet? I want you to be praying right now and just asking God to come and help you to feed the right things for you to have a healthy spirit, that He would lead you, that He would give you a grace, His empowering presence for what He's calling you to. Father, we thank You that Your heart is that we can be whole and well, Father, in every area of our lives. And as we come this morning and we just come to You in this area of our spiritual health, Lord, we wanna invite You to come and have Your way, Lord. For some this morning, this is a fresh surrender, just saying, Lord, I've held things back from You. I've made bad choices. And today I need to start afresh in laying everything down for You. Others are coming today, this morning, just with that heart to say, Lord, I wanna grow in this area. I wanna know Your blessing in this area. Help me, guide me, lead me, inspire me to do that thing better and to see Your blessing in that space. Father, we just declare, Lord, that the truth is that You can set us apart to be whole and well and free in Jesus' Name. And so Holy Spirit, we welcome You to have Your way. I pray, Lord, that this doesn't finish right here in this room this morning, but that You would come and do a great work in our lives. In Jesus' Name, Amen. Thanks so much for listening to Hope Community Podcasts. We hope you enjoyed today's message and remember to subscribe to the channel to keep up to date. From everyone here at Hope Community, have the best week.